everyone my name is brian and today is monday march 20th 2023 and this is episode 347 of the lots project podcast a daily look inside our journey to live outside the systems of control and it's another coffee with brian another update monday morning monday 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 how is everybody how was your weekend was it productive ours was ours was uh a little different than the last uh, four months of weekends. We uh, hit the road. We'll talk about that. Got the trailer inspected before we hit the road. That's always a good idea. Uh, talk about that. And we made a move and checked out the new property a little bit after we got here. We got here on Saturday and um, checked it out. But we'll talk about that. Um, let's see. Friday tech. Saturday move. And Sunday settle is what my notes is. And... Um, it should go pretty good. And I also did a little bit of a video on an app that I use when we uh, when we get here and get settled and uh, talk about that if I have time. And then I made a realization at some point yesterday uh, during a conversation that I think everybody that listens to the show would probably uh, probably find interesting. We'll see if I get there. If not, it'll be on the list for tomorrow for sure. Ah, good morning, Robin. Good morning, Josh. Good morning, Gingerbread. James, how you doing? Been there a long time this morning. I forgot to post the question of the day um, yesterday. Slipped my mind. I get in that routine of doing it right after the show every morning, and then we come to Friday, and I don't know what to do. I don't know whether to post it on Friday and then dig through the whole weekend to find it, try to remember to post it on Sunday, set myself an alarm. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I like getting it out there the day before. I like seeing the conversation in the Telegram group. Social media posts other than Telegram haven't gotten a ton of traction, but it hasn't been very consistent. So I should probably work on that, getting that more consistent to get some feedback from more than Telegram. But Telegram, Telegram uh, um, discussion definitely definitely fills the five to 10 minutes uh, between my thoughts and the telegram thoughts. So I don't know. I don't know. Um, is there a way to schedule the post? Yeah. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. It's just a matter of um, going in and doing it. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe I do it all week. Um, and then Friday, I schedule it for Sunday instead of hitting post everywhere I go. But I actually am uh, in the middle of reworking some stuff. I've been batting ideas back and forth off of Josh uh, about um, social media flow and things like that. Um, so yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Things might be changing here pretty quick with uh, what gets posted, how it gets posted and uh, the workflow and uh, streamlining that because that's what you do. You figure out everything you need to do and then how to do it quicker, more efficiently and um, less fluff. So that's what's going to happen. That's what's happening. All right. All right. It's uh, four minutes in. Let's get rolling with the perfect cup question of the day. 
All right, it's time for the 36th edition of the Perfect Cup, a daily question and my thoughts. Join the discussion in my Telegram group at t.me slash lots chat. That's t.me slash lots chat. I'm trying to throw the question out to social media every day, get some feedback from the audience, get some feedback in my Telegram group, and then I put it all together. Stop by in the morning and give you my thoughts and share what the community had to say. I forgot to post it yesterday, but Anyway, this has been a good chat this morning already in the YouTube live chat. Uh, It's a very pretty straightforward question in my mind. And as much as I'm open-minded to a lot of things, this one, I don't know. I don't know. So um, the question is, is torture ever justified? Is torture ever justified no it's not it's not um i think in multiple segments over since i've started this 35 segments ago i um i've mentioned many times the nap and um you know that that scenario uh the non-aggression principle if no one's messing with you, if no one's stealing your shit, you leave them alone. Uh, make an exception if they're hurting somebody else or stealing their shit. But that doesn't mean you torture them. <laughs> doesn't mean, uh, you, yeah, no, no. Uh, Gingerbread says, um, Gingerbread says, intelligence gathered by torture is never reliable. Yeah, that's their go-to. Everybody's go-to is, well, what if we can save what if we can save millions of people by torturing someone to get some information man if they're willing to kill millions of people you really think torturing them is going to get the information that's going to kill one less person wait to get them to stop killing you like if somebody's willing to go through the motions of killing a large amount of people do you think you torturing them they're going to just roll over and say well i didn't really mean it Ah, no, no. Here you go. There you go. Stop. Stop the pain. Stop the pain. I wasn't committed before. I guess I wasn't committed. I'll have to do it next time. Yeah. Just stop. Just stop. I mean, I did come up with one scenario in my head where I thought torture was probably appropriate and justified. And then I delineated between physical and mental. Physical and mental. I think I can make that line. I think I can I think I can find some deserving souls in this world. Um, I think that even according to the nap, there's some people out there that um, there's some people out there that that could uh, use some psychological torture um, back from what they do. Uh, I think a lot of people are manipulative and and they will they will do that up front. And I think, man, if you get an opportunity to fuck with somebody like that, can't say I blame you. I can't say I blame you. Um, really, in the end, it's more likely the best policy to just walk away and forget it and uh, not let it hinder your life or take up any of your energy. But I have to say you get some satisfaction in it. Josh says, if a psycho has kids tied up somewhere, slowly dying, I understand why. Still don't think you can justify it. You have to live with that. Yes. 
Gingerbread says, give me 10 minutes. <laughs> I will meet. <laughs> I will meet you. Swear the sky is pink. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think he's voiced the text right now. He says, I'm guessing it says, give me 10 minutes and I will make you make you swear the sky is pink. Yeah. I mean, you can you can um, you can manipulate someone to say whatever you want uh, just by pain alone. Uh, I, I, as I was talking about, um, the psychological torture, I don't know. I think there might be a place for a special place. I don't know if it's necessarily torture or releasing anger, but like kitty, kitty diddlers and things like that. Um, people that commit heinous crimes. I'm not going to do it. Well, yeah, I'm not going to do it, (laughs) but hypothetically, hypothetically if that person was um if that person was tortured before they died a very slow and painful death um think of the victims think of the victims and then we circle back to the nap right there i think if you i think if you um i think if you think about the fact that they tortured a young person or manipulated a young person that didn't understand um, things of that nature. Sometimes they deserve what they get. Sometimes they deserve what you get. <laughs> Josh says, if you attempt to reverse the psychological torture, you probably end up doing as much damage to yourself in the process. If you're not very good at it, for sure. If you're not practiced at it. <laughs> and Robin says that would be revenge or punishment but you can't torture in torture torture can be revenge you can torture somebody in revenge or for punishment i would say i don't think those things are are exclusive to each other <coughs> jot Gingerbread says, always remember when you run through run people through the wood chipper, you do it the first first. You do it feet first. Feet first. I, I have to assume that that is feet first. Um, and I'm picturing why. I'm picturing why. Oh man, we got an interesting crowd. <laughs> There's an interesting crowd for this uh, for this show in the morning. But I appreciate you all. Um, that's uh, yeah. He says yes, yes. Feet first, feet first into the wood chipper, and that's probably because the brain doesn't go in. And um, yeah, you can picture it. You can picture it. Torture. What a fun subject for Monday morning. Who picked out these questions? Uh, I laid them out all at once, all on a big list, and uh, it broke down the way it broke down, and this one happened to land on a Monday. So, welcome to Monday morning. <laughs> Make it a great week. Don't torture anybody at work this week because it's not justified in anybody's mind. Um, anyway, with that, uh, we're uh, we've we've hit. Uh, Josh needs to make coffee. <laughs> and he said he would never skin a pedo alive. I don't know where the. I need to know where the smiley face is. <laughs> anyway, we're going to wrap it up. That's been another edition of the Perfect Cup question of the day. Uh, be sure to join me at theperfectcup.shop and thelotsproject.com where you can find premium air roasted coffee, coffee merch, coffee mugs, t-shirts, all sorts of fun stuff. Um, and pretty soon, lots of new big announcements. And yes, 
come back again tomorrow for another episode of the Perfect Cup Podcast. Monday through Friday, 6.05-ish in the morning. Join us live on YouTube in the comments and uh, get your comment read on the air or look for that post on social media sometime this afternoon with tomorrow's question and give some feedback and we will be sure to include it in the notes. Have a great day and we will talk to you tomorrow. And now back to the main show. All right. Well, back into the swing of things on Monday. That was interesting. I looked at that question uh, last night. Actually, I looked at I did show prep a little bit yesterday morning and got things rolling. Um, and I was doing thumbnails and I was like, wow, what a interesting question that will take a minute to answer because I think most people are in the same ballpark with that at least. Um, and it's pretty cut and dried. So I was like, man, uh, I won't need much time to get feedback on that. And we got going and met the one of the landowners here and hung out for quite a while yesterday afternoon talking with him. And um, yeah, I never posted it. Woke up this morning and my eyes opened up and I was like, holy crap, forgot to post, forgot to post. And I was like, ah, that's all right, because it's not that in-depth of a question. Um. Robin said she was t- thinking torture for information, not the just because. <laughs> you forgot what group you were in. You forgot what chat you were in. <laughs> you got a guy that cuts cuts meat up for a living. We're not sure if it's always animals. Uh, anyway, anyway. Where did we leave off last? I think I talked to you last on Friday morning. We were uh, shutting down the show. And we were going to wait for the trailer tech to show up. He was supposed to be there around noon. Um, He was supposed to give us an hour's notice so we could get the dogs into the truck and get the slides in so we could take a look at the brakes. And so Corey and I are sitting here. um, (laughs) We're sitting sitting here waiting and waiting and waiting. 11 o'clock came and I was like, oh, man. This guy's going to bolt. It had been raining and drizzly in the morning. I was like, he's probably running behind. He's going to get late. I knew, I know how service techs work. Like if I have four jobs in the day and I get stuck on one, like the last one of the day or an easy one or a harder one in the day that I can't get done, just gets pushed to the next day. That's how it usually works in my industry. Um, I tried to stress that we were moving to them on Saturday. So, um, <laughs> hold on one second. Josh says, we turned your group into a group mental health workshop. <laughs> that's, that's okay. That's okay. I fit right in. That's it's, uh, I guess we attract our own. <laughs> anyway, we were moving the next day. I tried to, I tried to, um, very, I stressed this to the lady. Uh, that was taking my information uh, and yeah noon came hadn't heard she was said that he was going to give me an hour notice noon came I think it was closer to like quarter to one that we got that text about quarter to one we get a text from an unknown number on Corey's phone which was weird um, I hadn't given him Corey's phone number and it said RV tech on the way uh, from my house and I'm like I don't know where dude lives, so I don't know how long it's going to take him to get here. So Corey and I are like, what the hell? All right. Well, I'm guessing it's about an hour since we told him we need an hour. So 
I'm going to go out and get the truck ready to put the dogs in. We were, we were pretty ready to put the slides in and, and rock and roll. Cause we were, we're guessing we weren't going to get an hour notice. And so we step outside the camper in like maybe three minutes after we got the text. And there's this service van rolling down the hill to the camper. And Corey's like, Hey, uh, somebody's here. And it kind of looks like a tech van. There was no name on it. Um, <laughs> There was no name on the side or, but it just looked like a service van had two guys in it. And we were like, okay, this is probably him. And so she goes back in to keep the dogs under control. And I go outside and talk to the guy. I was like, Hey, do you, um, he's like, what are we doing today? Uh, looking at brakes. That's it. Just kind of inspecting brakes. I got a couple other questions for you, but this brake inspection, just make sure we don't know how old they are or uh, when they were serviced last or how much they wear. Hey, good morning, Robin. How you doing? Um, and so he gets out and he's walks over to the front. He goes, is there a reason you don't have battery on your camper? I said, yeah, I got a bunch inside. (laughs) I got them inside. Oh, oh, why, why would you put it inside for the cold? I said, yeah, because they're lithium and they're expensive and I don't want them outside. First of all, second of all, I put a whole solar system in everything's. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. How'd you find this place? We got bullshitting about hip camp and a bunch of other stuff. And as I'm doing that, his helper, he's getting uh, getting some power for the, the seven point. And he's teaching him how to do how to put power to the brakes. And he's he starts talking to me about the brakes and he pops under there and he pops cover off. I haven't put the slides in yet. And he looks and he goes, oh, man, these look great. They look great. They look fine. Um, I'm like, OK. All right. So I got a peek at him. And he's like, yeah, see this, 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 and this. He goes, and you will never have to have these adjusted. I'm like, what? He says, um, he's like, these are, um, these are self-adjusting, self-adjusting brakes. They have little, little tabs in them and they click in as they, as they don't have room or if, as they have extra room and you depress the brakes, um, they lock in and they're set to, to step themselves in, to ratchet themselves into the, um, into place, into the proper position as you use them. And I said, okay, well, how long before I have to have them changed? And he said in 15 years of working on trailers and the majority of that time working on trailers of pipeline workers, that go 900 miles an hour through God knows what conditions. I've never changed a pair that needed to be changed. It says the only, the only, um, the only ones he's changed were requested by the owner. And when he changed them, they were still at least half good. I'm like, Hmm. Okay. Okay. He says, but these look very new. He's like, I, he's like, when did you buy it? And I was telling him the, the timeline, um, the timeline that we, um, bought the trailer and he's like, yeah, it looks like they were probably done at the dealership when it got traded in, um, just looking at them, but he's like, they look great. And so then he slid under and he, he stayed in the middle. Um, and he had the dude apply power to the brakes. All of them were functioning perfectly. He's like, oh, usually I have to get really up close and listen. He's like, no, these are good. You got good. You got good brakes. 
I don't think you'll have to worry about them before the trailer falls apart. And I said, well, that's good. That's good. Uh, asked him a few other things about the trailer. Uh, everything was good. Everything was good. Had a concern about a little, uh, uh, some stripping that, uh, that was cracked and kind of had started to pop out of the track. He said, it's a screw cover. He says, uh, I said, I told him I pushed it back in and kind of got it seated back in there. He said, get it changed because it keeps the the rain from the screw heads uh along the edge he says but if it flies off while you're driving or you got to take it out until you get a replacement it's not the end of the world uh it just keeps that water from settling into the screw heads uh right there on the seam so he's like you can seal it with silicone you can do whatever you want he's like you can get them on amazon for eight bucks i wish you had told uh the lady that that was the case which i forgot actually I was just going to ask him about it. I wasn't expecting the dude to bring weather stripping for me, but he said he would have had it uh, if I had if I had told him he would have had a piece, uh, actually two. But he said they're like eight dollars on Amazon. So Josh, I got a box coming to your house. Uh, no, you're going to need you to deliver it. <laughs> Let me know that when that comes in, and I'll tell you where I'm at. <laughs> Just says flex seal that bitch. I mean, really, really, uh, I don't see myself taking those screws out anytime soon. <laughs> like taking the camera apart. Um, so I don't know. I don't know. I was just gonna put some silicone on it for now, but then when we were rolling into our new location, um, we had uh there's a ton of camper places within like 15 minutes. So I might take a trip out. Um I think it's supposed to rain later this week sometime before it rains see if i can find what i need uh and get both sides done because the other side's starting to crack too it's just the the front of the camper where it sits in the sun and then the wind um the wind blasts on it and ends up cracking so but anyway trailer tech was there for oh i don't know like 35 minutes maybe so under an hour um 250 bucks eh, it is what it is 250 education um, and peace of mind that we're going down the road. And he said, as long as you feel them tug, as long as you feel them tug when you hit them in the truck, he says they're good. He says they're good. So feel good. That makes me feel good. Josh says he'll deliver our mail if we pay for gas. Corey said in your little scooter. Well, um, this fall, uh, there's going to be this festival in Tennessee that we're probably going to attend. I might have to mail some stuff to you and have you deliver it right about Friday of the festival week. <laughs> Maybe. Mm. So that got done. That got done Friday afternoon. Corey and I hung out and um, just kind of prepped for Saturday as much as we could. It had rained significantly. Um, Josh says, Gingerbread says his doesn't even use gas, uh, his car, that is. And uh, Josh says, as long as it's still tugging, they're still rubbing. And if you ain't rubbing, you ain't racing. We uh, hung out Friday night. We couldn't put a lot of stuff away. It was still wet from um, from the rain we had the few days before. So we set everything out to dry and hung out and relaxed our last night there. We'd been there for four months. It was, um, I don't know. I was kind of sad to go. Were you sad to leave? 
Corey was sad to leave. It was really nice. It was very, very peaceful, very private um, for 90% of the time. Peaceful all the time. Like, I don't think even when it was busy or we had campers, um, it wasn't that bad. Like, um, things were far enough away. Uh, there were, I think, maybe two or three times people fucking really irritated me the whole time we were there. And one was the last day. Uh, yeah, like the last weekend. It was like Thursday, Friday, Friday afternoon, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. City people. Oblivious. Four zombies walking around with their face buried in their phone almost walked straight through my fucking Starlink cable um, with big yellow flags and markers all along the cable. They just came strolling through like it was the path through, like, like it was the path through the campground ran on the back side of my camper uh the back side like in the middle like it would basically be like walking through our backyard when the sidewalk goes in front of the house and we lived on the corner because there was a sidewalk that went around the back around the back side uh but they decided they were just going to cut through our yard and i lost my shit a little bit <laughs> Told the motherfucker if he tripped over the court, he'd owed me six hundred and fifty fucking dollars for a new satellite. And he looked at me like, "Huh?" <laughs> I said, "The fucking road is over there, and the trail is over there, so don't walk here." <laughs> I was so mad. I was like strolling through. As they're almost stepping on a bright pink flag, I say, "Hey, watch where you're stepping. There's flags marking a court. Where?" Like they were literally almost under her feet. So Josh says, I bet even the landowners were sad to see y'all roll out. Yeah, I think they um they didn't mind us being where we were. Um, we weren't in a campsite. And I gotta say, we kind of kept an eye on things. Um, we were there when um their pasture caught on fire. Uh the landowner was able to call and ask Corey. Um <laughs> Asked Corey uh, if the place was on fire, and uh, she looked out the window, and lo and behold, there was a bunch of smoke. Uh, so that was cool. Um, <laughs> oh, they were camping right next to the snake, uh, Robin. And if I thought that it that would have made them think anything, I would have shown them the video. <laughs> I said, "Oh yeah, I took this video right by your campsite a couple days ago." Uh, and Josh says he can't believe. <laughs> He can't believe he never tripped over the over that cord pissing in the dark on the backside of the camper. Yeah. Yeah, it's a little it's a little um it hides itself down in the grass and uh right now where we're set up we have to have it on the door side of the camper uh that we go in and out of with the dogs uh just for clearance and um, direction it has to point and everything way we parked. And uh yeah, so we take the dogs out as we've been here 2 days now. This is our third day, and we haven't tripped over it yet. Uh, we marked them very good for ourselves, and so we kind of walked the dogs out and around the cable uh, and try to avoid them walking over it. But we have plenty of slack where it is now, so even if we trip on it, um, it's not going to rip out at either end, which is nice. We had it stretched pretty tight out at uh, the last campsite, so we could get, get clearance. But anyway, Saturday morning, we got up. 
Saturday morning we got up and um, we couldn't be into our new location until the afternoon. Uh, just general, uh, we traveled about 200 miles north-ish. Um, we are going to start documenting our week, like document our week here. We will be releasing um, shorts and videos along the way, along the week, like we kind of do anyway. Um, nothing really site-specific, more day-specific. And then at the end, we're going to put together a um, video about the week, and that's going to go into the membership-only portal. We'll make some other videos about the week. Those, those will get general release. Um, and then as those member videos are aged out, maybe three months, maybe six months, I don't know, we'll end up releasing those to our general YouTube channel. But if you pay to pay to play, um, you're going to get to see where we are a little sooner, probably a week out. You pay for that top membership. Dude, I'll tell you where we're at. I don't care. I don't care. You, you're going to pay $19.99 to figure out where I'm at. I'll let you know where I'm at. I'll tell you. You can come meet. That's fine. That's fine. Um, and so... Josh says, I wonder if there's an easy way to run it up on a pole above the camper when you're parked. That is the next um, iteration of the Starlink for us. So Corey and I actually talked about that on our trip. We've gotten lucky so far. Everywhere we've been, we've had a clear sky. Hey, Clyde. <laughs> Clyde wants to be on the show this morning. Sniffing or uh, squeaking. But anyway, we've had a clear view. Uh, we looking at the next few sites, this one, this one, I wasn't sure when we pulled in, it's got quite a bit of tree coverage. I'm guessing I'll probably have to run the generator quite a bit after watching the sun yesterday, even though, uh, we used the app. I'll probably talk about here in a second to find out where the sun is, but, um, we're able to stretch it out 60 feet. I think the cord's 60 feet from the camper, 50 feet somewhere. So we can get a significant distance away in any direction. And, um, so we haven't had to get it up in the air. We've contemplated now that I've watched it and let it sit. I'm pretty sure I can set it on the top of the camper if I need, uh, right on the stand. So no pole or anything. Um, gingerbread said, use an expander painter painter's pole. Yeah, no, not for this. It's, it's a lot heavier than that. Um, and that's the thing I might, try to fab up something that mounts to our bumper and then we would probably leave the base pole mounted all the time um and then carry an extension pole or two extension poles whatever makes sense um physics wise uh and carry those maybe on the roof rack of the truck or something <coughs> so if we need it we can put it up um, I've been looking at the uh, connection for where the dish sits in the base and there's a little pop. Um, there's a little pop. Um, button, little release lever. And as far as I can tell, it's just a little rectangle square it cut out of the pipe. And when it slides in, it just locks in and then you press the button and it releases. Um, so Robin says some sort of tripod. Yeah, I've been going over it. Engineering this shit isn't really, this is my kind of wheelhouse. So it'll, it'll happen when it happens. I have several ideas kind of bouncing around. 
Um, and we haven't had to do it yet. If I don't have to put my $650 satellite dish up in the air um, and wait for it to blow over and come smashing down to the ground, I would prefer it. But if we need to get it up there, I have um, options. I will take a trip to Home Depot and a Dremel. I'm guessing. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, it's got to be pretty stable. So I'm thinking it's going to end up being like black pipe with couplers or something like that. Um, just to get the stability. <sighs> I don't know. There's lots of Starlink forums. People mount them to their houses all the time. So I would just have to retrofit some some pre-made mounting to put it up. And Starlink sells them. I'm not going to buy what he wants for them. I make it for a fraction, for a fraction of that. But yeah, there's a bunch of options. Robin says, uh, what about landscaping staples? So at least someone trips on it. They won't yank it badly. Um, I would just prefer somebody stay the fuck out of my yard. Um, overall, <laughs> that's for sure. Uh, but yeah, we have we have marking flags that we mark um, kind of the the pink fluorescent pink utility flags that the, the company will put out when they mark your call the dig stuff if they don't use spray paint to use the little flags they put in uh we have those we also have solar lights that scrambling bought us way back uh way back uh, right when we launched our journey dollar tree um valentine's day solar lights uh <laughs> that are well over a year old now since they were valentine's day and he bought them in october uh, of last year but uh, coming up over a year and they're working good. They char charge up every day uh, during the day, depending on how sunny it is. They'll last uh, most of the night. And we just put those out along the line. Uh, those were originally bought to mark dog poop. Uh, <laughs> we had asked old Scrambling if he could find us some flags uh, when he was coming into town for SRF. And that's what he found. Glow in the dark. Um, glow in the dark. Valentine's yard lights <laughs> at that point we didn't have starlink and we didn't have a cable running out there but we used them for the dog poop and then we realized that the dogs poop more than once a day and so we went to the hardware store and got flags and marked them and it works great it works great it's a it's a great option for finding those <laughs> Oh, Josh says, sick the dog on them. Maybe flamethrower drones. Um, Gingerbread says, his dogs aren't big enough to scare people off. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Renegade says, you fucked up my Starlink. I just changed my answer about torture. <laughs> nah, nah. Financial retribution. And uh, Josh says, I need bigger dogs. Corey actually had me inquiring about a puppy this weekend. Yep. Yep. And the crazy part was I wasn't totally against it. <laughs> we figure we figure we have this huge camper and these dogs just lay on top of us. So if we get one that's like under 100 pounds or right around that 100 pound mark, um, we could probably have it sit in between us in the front seat, even when it was full grown. 
that our fire or is it? Interesting. Interesting. Uh, Josh said he saw the Roddy talk. Yeah, we have uh, we have a community member in the group that um, breeds Rottweilers, and she's got nine gorgeous little puppies, and she keeps posting them in the group. And every time she does, my wife like grabs her wallet. <laughs> I'm like shit. Then I started thinking about it. I'm like, hmm, <laughs> interesting. Josh says, listen, you're in a camper. Stop hoarding animals. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway, we uh, dragged the trailer up here. We got out of our sight. Uh, smooth. It was awesome. It was awesome. We were very, very concerned um, pulling a the trailer up the hill. The hill, if you watch our YouTube channel, that uh, we couldn't get the truck up when it rained significantly. Um, and B, after we got it up the hill, we needed to go down and turn around in some questionable spots. Um, basically picking the least shitty spot to turn around. Um, and it was either we drag it out into a very soft field, like the places we got stuck before, or we try to back it into a semi-dry uh, area that is like kind of a driveway that's kind of packed in and do a K turn and pull out. Uh, we had all sorts of these options. So Corey and I took our time. We walked up there. We kind of discussed where we could go, what we could do, um, walked around on the ground and saw how stable it was. And we found a spot and it worked fucking great. Fantastic. Like, I couldn't have been happier with how smooth it went getting out of um, getting out onto the county road from our campsite. I was ecstatic. I had planned on like two to three hours getting out of there, adjusting, doing things like there were several things that could have went really bad, really fast um in maneuvering this camper out of there joss says we were living on a redneck slip and slide yes we were like seriously when it rained you wouldn't need much of a plastic to get down our hill um as a slip and slide so it was what it was um the landowners were had a church event on sunday morning um they stopped by before they left and said goodbye uh, and we packed up and we pulled out and we passed them on the road on the way out. So we didn't need them to help us. Didn't need them to help us. We were very confident that if, if we got the trap, if we got the trailer stuck, we were going to be able to get it out. That the landowner, it was so smooth when he moved us that we were very confident. It made us way less stressed out to get out, but we made it out. The drive to our new location was super smooth. Uh, we're, we're testing out a new app that uh, it will give us RV-friendly travel routes. Um, we put in our trailer. We can put in, uh, we can change the height, the weight, everything, and boom, it takes us where we want to go and uh, RV-friendly routes. So that was cool. It made the drive probably the easiest drive we've had. Um, probably the easiest drive we've had. Since we took off and uh, we got down here and it's different. It's different. Um, 
we are kind of in the country, kind of not. Um, I think we're in the country, but we're in a little hamlet in the country where there's neighbors everywhere. Uh, well, there's neighbors on one side. There's neighbor across the street. Uh, we're right on like a 40, 50 mile an hour road, uh, just where we could get our camper in. Uh, the site is a, the site's a tent site. Let me tell you. We saw the top part of the property when we got here uh, in the afternoon. We got set up. There was one of the landowners was here. We kind of just did our thing, got set up, and um, went to bed. Well, I had to go get wood. <laughs> Late at night, we realized that it was going to be like 40 or 30 overnight, and we needed wood and had to go get wood uh, right before tractor supply closed, and it was just a mess. Anyway, we got up Sunday, and we ended up meeting the, one of the landowners that was here. And he took us for a tour out on the backside of the property. And wow. Wow. There are going to be some cool videos coming, um, I think, from walking around this property. I hope I get a bunch of time to do it. Uh, but yeah, the property is pretty cool. And if you were tenting and you parked up here and kind of backpacked down or took a cart down or uh, he's got a tractor here, um, not big enough to pull the camper out, I don't think. It's a smaller one. <laughs> helped him put the mower deck on it yesterday that was an interesting adventure maybe we'll talk about that tomorrow but we're up here at 42 minutes but uh yeah the property is really cool uh property owner is super cool uh he he mentioned something okay i gotta talk about uh the mower deck and uh this other note i gotta note that for tomorrow for sure for sure because uh it's gonna be a more in-depth than a minute conversation minute thing um the realization that we came to yesterday it was pretty cool. Uh, but anyway, we walked the property. It's really nice. There's a cemetery uh, within eyesight. If I go out uh, the front door and look down the road, less than a quarter mile down the road is a really cool cemetery. Uh, I've looked into it a little bit and there's some really cool projects there that I'd really, I, I'm excited to do. Uh, I have the phone number. I'm, I've emailed someone last week about it. Didn't hear back. So I'm going to call the funeral home that, uh, that is in charge of burials and see if I can get permission to clean some stuff over there. And if I can game on game on, that's going to be a good one. I found one, uh, did some research into one of the headstones there. Um, and I will be cleaning it. If I can get permission, it's a, uh, it's from the early 1900s. Uh, it's a four-year-old boy that died of appendicitis. And through my research, I've found newspaper articles and pictures of the boy and looking at the headstone, it's like a white marble cube that has black, um, just shit all over it. I sent the picture to a friend of mine that also cleans headstones. Is very, very um, into it, been into it for a long time. I said, hey, can I clean this with the with the solution I have? Will it work fine? He said, absolutely. Absolutely, it will. So if I can get permission, this is a good one. This is a good one. Um, the research is there um the story is there the headstone's right it's like one of those things so hopefully i can give this guy a call uh today and get permission to go over there and uh clean some stuff up because there's some other early 1900s there's a lot of new ones there's, it's a still active cemetery so it'll be interesting it'll be interesting uh walking by with the dogs yesterday there were some that have a bunch of lichen on them so i could definitely do some uh, quick cleans and then hopefully focus on this little boy's uh monument and uh, get that all cleaned up that would be really cool i'd like it i'd like it and be able to get everything documented so 
anyway anyway we're here at 44 minutes i gotta start wrapping up i got a bunch of stuff to do today and uh, get the week rolling and get all the video for our week of documentation so anyway i'm gonna push everything else to tomorrow uh, i'll talk about that app that i use and uh the conversation that i had with the landowner and uh other than that uh item of the day item of the day came in handy the last couple days uh it's the reflectix bubble uh bubble insulation uh it's like tin foil with bubbles in between and it works great in our windows. It works great in the back of the truck windows to keep the dogs cool and keep them from seeing out. Uh, we put it in our windows when it's going to be cold and when it's going to be super hot, sunny in the windows. And it just it just helps the heat exchange. We use it for all sorts of stuff. I started using it back on the farm, on the homestead. It has 100 uses on the homestead. From insulating things from getting hot to insulating things from getting cold to um, just a barrier, an air barrier. Um, yeah, yeah. Chicken coops, all sorts of stuff. Anyway, Reflectix bubble insulation. It's always good to pick up and have on hand. You can get it on Amazon. They ship it to your house. It's light. Uh, it is kind of bulky to store, but having it when you need it is not a bad thing. You can cut it with scissors. Um, it's basically like bubble wrap. Like I said, bubble wrap with tinfoil on either side and it works great. So check that out at the link in the video description and the audio description. If you don't need any Reflectix, you can also help the Lots Project by clicking on that link and doing whatever other shopping you have to do on Amazon that day. Because once you click the link, we get credit for anything you buy. We don't know what you buy. We don't see your name. We do know what you purchase but not that you purchased it. But we get a little bit of kickback on anything you buy after you click our link, so we appreciate it. Other than that, you can stop at thelotsproject.com and check out all the stuff going on there. Uh, big old shop. Got a big coffee announcement coming up soon um, and a, uh, a coupon code. If you want some coupon code, if you want a coupon code, I've worked with Brian over at Food Forest Farm. So he is uh, who I I get my coffee from, my personal coffee that I drink, and also he is the roaster that roasts the Perfect Cup coffee, the Perfect Cup blend, uh, GSD blend, and all the dogs uh, blends. They are Food Forest Farms products. I white label them. Ryan and I had a long discussion, and I don't know, I really like all his other coffee too, so it's kind of a disservice to my listener base, to the people that hear my voice, that I only push mine. It's the same coffee. It's not the same coffee, but it's the same guy making it. I want to be able to push all of Brian's coffee. I think we're going to do more of a co-branding than a, than a white label at this point. We'll roll all my blends back into his shop, and he decided... Since I would like to push his product, he is going to give me a coupon code. So if you want to save 5% on anything, anything at all, at foodforestfarms.com, that's foodforestfarms.com, enter LOTS5, L-O-T-S, the number 5, at checkout, and you'll get 5% off. And he knows you came from me, and I appreciate it. I appreciate it. So... Josh says they use Reflectix to ship bags of high temp cheese on Amazon. <laughs> nice. Nice. Anyway, lots five. Check it out. Foodforestfarms.com. Anything. Coffee, t-shirts, cannabinoids, workshops, festivals. 5% off. 
all of them, all of them. It's pretty significant, significant. So check it out. Check it out. I appreciate it. Uh, also be having some deals and things coming up, rolling out for that coffee as we transition back into a co-branding rather than a white label. And I can't wait to push all of Brian's coffee because it's fantastic. This morning, FTO Blonde Espresso. <sighs> out of this world. Try some. James there, Gingerbread Farm. His coffee is going to be on the way. He's trying it out. He doesn't know what he likes. We're sending him sample packs so we can test different things and decide what he likes best. It's going to be better than Folgers, my man. <laughs> anyway, let's wrap it up. Let's get out of here. I will be back tomorrow with some more tales of our adventure. Other than that, you can find me at thelostproject.com on Twitch, Telegram, YouTube, Odyssey, Rumble, Gab, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Fountain.fm, and all the other podcast 2.0 value for value exchange podcast players. And now on Nostra, Noster, Nostra, Noster, Noster, N-O-S-T-R. I think it's Noster. New. It's new. Josh and I are checking it out, which will probably bring back a revival of Lightning for Liberty in a few weeks for a few weeks. So if there's anything Lightning, Bitcoin Lightning related, and you need questions, definitely reach out. We'll get them on the list and be sure to cover them in our another short run of Lightning for Liberty coming up soon. But we will talk about that another day. Hope you have an awesome Monday, guys. Hope it starts out great. Start that week. Kick it in the ass. Get a lot done. And we will talk to you tomorrow. I can feel the sun.